Hey, what's going on, Try Hard Podcast listeners? Welcome to another episode. Um, I haven't I haven't uploaded in like I think maybe like a week or so. I've been kind of I've been on my lazy bullshit, but um, I'm back. Uh, I promised you guys I'd bring I have an interview interview for you guys. Uh, I know you guys were getting tired of just listening to me talk shit and uh, and not knowing what I was saying. But I, I got a nice interview for you guys. I'm bringing on uh, Justin Fargo, aka Silly. He's um former uh, professional Call of Duty player for Minnesota Roker. He's now a free agent. So uh, welcome, welcome him to the podcast. What's going on, bro? What's up? How you guys doing? So, bro, so it, it's been a, it's been a crazy time right now with everything going on. Um, how, how are you? How are you handling handling everything as far as like just kind of the season's over? Um, you know, uh, the squad did what it did. Um, how, how's it? How's you been? How's the transition been? Just kind of going from playing MW every day to now just trying to just relax how how's that been going um honestly after playing mw every single day for an entire year i think a good like you know 30 days of uh, relaxation is needed um my my wedding was actually supposed to be yesterday and it got canceled because of everything going on so i'm kind of just uh focusing on content stuff and uh grinding oh yeah i forgot i forgot you're one of the few one of the few guys who's actually like engaged and stuff and you actually you know have a pretty a serious relationship um that's something i want to touch in because me i'm i'm a married man i i have you know a one-year-old and a three work three week old so it's it's something like it's something a lot of these especially these younger guys don't understand like the balancing act that you have to have to manage when you have that type of relationship like I'm jealous sometimes of the guys who can do content and play and, and compete because it's like, especially the guys that are, are single, it's like they have no idea. It's a whole different ball game when you have a significant other, a kid. It's like your managing skills really fucking have to be on point. Um, how, how do you how do you really balance that? Um, my uh, my fiance is generally really supportive. Um, you know, obviously she views it as like my job because it is my job, and she's really supportive and she understands, you know, how much time I have to put into things because you know just just scrimming alone is like six seven hours a day. If I do anything extra like streaming or if I do any YouTube stuff or anything like that, it just adds more hours onto that. So she just tries to be supportive, and she works full time too, so we stay out of each other's hair. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's um. That right there is super clutch to have a, a significant other that's just it's just supportive because there's really not much there's really not much they can do as far as like in game to help you like you know perform at the highest level. Really, it's just more all mental. Like, yo, is, this is the time I'm doing this. I'm screaming. I'm streaming. Whatever it is, just give me that break of just like leave let me do my thing. And it's like that's all really they can do. So, yeah, having that supportive um supportive significant other is pretty pretty huge um so let's let's get into you like when let, let's let's go back to the beginning of your call of duty career um uh, how old are you i'm 25 right now so when when did, when did you actually start like competing like not um, just at any level like wh- whether it be gbs or whatever when did you actually start like saying all right hey uh, i actually want to do this uh end of 2008 is when i started playing gbs and stuff i actually placed pro in call of duty 4 in 2009 so that's like the beginning of my uh, long journey yeah so you so you've been in this shit for all, for a minute now it's been it's been uh so like when you started at one point did you like at what point did you did you realize hey like i'm not just an average player i'm 
I'm pretty good. I can actually do something with this. At what point was there like a a time or a um an, an event or something something that happened where made you like realize all right, I I, I want to actually do this. Like I and I can do this. Um, even even in COD four when I was playing GBs, you know, we'd play like all the really good S and D teams, and I would usually just like fry everybody. I was like, wow, I'm actually pretty good at this. So I kept grinding, and I ended up getting second in uh, the pro circuit ladder when I was like 13 or 14. And then I ended up going to nationals that year. So it's very, uh, very early for me when I realized I can actually like play this. So after that, you were just like, all right, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to actually do this. I'm going to chase this. Cause at that time, you know, the scene wasn't what it is right now. It was, you know, it was a little different. It was, it was like people were starting to make money, but not crazy money, just, you know, money that money that you can show, Hey, look, you can actually make something out of, you know, out of gaming. Um, was that like, were you a hundred percent like, all right, I'm going to do this. Or were you like kind of in and out between maybe going to college or getting a job or, and, and doing that, or were you a hundred percent in? Um, over the years, obviously, cause like there wasn't a lot of like payout and it wasn't yeah. like sustainable. Um, if you weren't winning in most of these CODs, like winning events, you weren't making like a living, you know? So I kind of, yeah. I played certain games. I didn't play some of them kind of went back and forth. Um, when I finally like recommitted to playing was in like advanced warfare and we made like, we we're getting paid like 500 bucks a month in salary. And that was the first like salary we'd ever gotten. I think that's the first year that anybody else really made salary as well. Yeah. So how, how were your, how were your parents like with that, with that whole situation when they seen you starting to take this seriously? Like, cause that's a pretty, that's a weird, that's a, that's a weird, weird, weird thing for, especially like in that generation, they're not used to people playing games for a living and making money. Like how, how were they, you know, how, how did they react to all that? Um, my parents have always been really, really supportive of everything. Um, as long as my grades were good and, you know, I wasn't being a complete dumbass, they always kind of, uh, supported whatever I did. So they've always been supportive. My dad actually, uh, when I was younger, he took me to all my events Yeah. when I was like oh. under 18. So they, they've always kind of been there with it. Yeah. That's, um, that's always been something. Um, I, I have a lot, I always have kids, especially on the amateur side, mostly on all on the amateur side always DMing me, asking me like, you know, Hey, my parents, they're, you know, they're on my ass about, you know, playing too much, blah, blah, blah. And I, like what you just said, you always made sure like everything else was, everything else was taken care of, you know, making sure your grades are where they're supposed to be at. You know, if you got chores, making sure your fucking chores are done before you're, you know what I mean? Like I always said, give your parents, don't give them any reason to not want to see, to not let you do what you want to do. Right. As long as it's, especially video games, cause you're, you're at home, you're, if anything, they they know where you're at. You're you're in your room. You know what I mean. They don't have to wonder where you're at. They know you're you're playing your game. But always just give them. Don't give them any reason to not want to to punish you by taking you off that because they know you like to spend time on that. Pretty much, don't be a don't be a shitty kid. Just you know, take care of the things that you need to take care of before you jump on and and, and grind and stream or whatever you want to do. So yeah, that's a that's a good point that you made there. Um, now. Now, so your parents were supportive and, and, uh, your, your dad would, he would take you to most of your events. Yeah. Before like, when I was like younger, like he took me to my first black Ops one event. He took me to my first COD four event. Um, he would, he came to a couple of my black Ops two events. He's oh, always okay. just like, uh, yeah, stop by. Cause we, we've always been on the West coast. So anytime yeah. there's a West coast one, my parents would come or my dad would come and so, make it like so, a family thing. Yeah, so that that was probably huge for him to like to actually see that this was actually a real thing, not like you know a bunch of kids playing in a basement. 
Yeah, but back then, obviously, we didn't like uh, none of us really made that much money or anything. So it was kind of like a a big hobby for the most yeah. part, at least for me. But uh, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm glad to see where it is today. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, having your parents. Yeah, that's that's huge. I remember I was I've told the story before on here. I remember in uh, I did a I did a local and um, I sent the team to a AGN an AGN event in Charlotte, and I had a uh, Mac Mac Meltz, who's a New York New York subliner. Um, he was on, on one of my teams and I remember he, his dad drove him and, uh, this was, you know, this was before Mac Milch is who he is now, but his dad, um, his dad was there and I, I got to spend like literally like the next two days, me, me and his dad were the oldest guys there. So it was like, we just, <laughs> you know, his, I mean, his dad's way older than me, but it was someone, you know, to actually talk to somewhat of an adult, a full adult at that time, especially there. So. I always tell people like that was the first time his dad got to see that what his son was actually trying to do. And it just opened his eyes to a whole, like he didn't, he didn't realize that, well, he didn't realize his son was that good. Number one, but he didn't realize that it was, it, it was what it was. You know what I mean? He thought it was just something small that his son liked to do as a hobby. He didn't understand that there was actually like a scene behind it. But I always encourage, you know, I always try to encourage kids. If you, if you, if there's a local that you want to go to, that's, you know, driving distance, Invite your parents to come out and check it out. You know what I mean? Like, like if you can get them to see that, you know, what it is and, 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 and that's at the small level, it's not even at the, you know, the big level, but even at the small level, they can, they can see that there's people putting these events on. There's hundreds of thousands of kids coming to these events. You know, um, it, it's, it's huge for as far as your parents believe in you and, and, and what you're actually doing and, and getting behind it because a lot of a lot of people, especially players, don't have that backing from their parents, and and it, and it weighs on them a lot. You can tell. So, yeah, uh, that's awesome. So, um, so you go from you know your parents are behind you, and um, when you see the, the, when I when I first heard about you, when I first seen you know I seen you because I went to your your um your entire like Codpedia Wikipedia page or whatever. Um, I remember the first time I like realized who you were was, was when I seen you on E United. Um, that was kind of, do you, th- you think that was like the, really the, 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 the time where you really became like a, a, a mainstay and, and, you know, one of the top, top players in call of duty. Um, like, like what, what, what team did you join that where you're like, all right, now, now I'm officially here. I'm officially one of the top guys in the scene. That was my, that was my first like event winning team. So yeah, that was definitely like my, uh, getting over that hump of like being on like a, a decent team to being on like a really good team. Yeah. Um, obviously like everybody that was on that team with me is on great teams now. So we were just, we were super, super good together. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of when I got over that hump and ever since then I've, you know, been doing fairly well. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. The, I, I love E United. Like in general, that was always my favorite organization. I, I love those guys. How, how was your time over there? Oh, I mean, uh, United treated me great. I'm really good friends with Burns. Um, yeah. I still keep in touch with one of the United owners. Um, I really like them. I really hope when there's an expansion, uh, they try and jump in. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty. I know it's a wild prediction. I'm predicting they are. I, I think they really are. That's a that group of guy of people over there. They're. I've met. Yeah, I've I've talked with Burns a couple of times at a couple of major events, and uh, I had a player of mine. Uh, um, was it Snowhair? I think his name was. He played for me a couple of events and him and Burns were pretty, I think they were duels or something like that. And I, I talked with Burns for a little bit and yeah, he's a nice guy. And um, yeah, that whole United, that whole, that whole organization, I, I just love everything they do. 
uh, even uh, even even on their social media, they're just very very entertaining people. So yeah, I I I think they'll they'll eventually uh, get it, get it, you know get on with the CDL, which is good because we need we need. I want more people who were there when it wasn't, you know what I mean, when it wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. want to see though I want to see that that them people, you know, get get some recognition because it's um it's awesome to see where COD is now, but it's like people don't understand, especially the newer fans, they don't understand where this shit was to where it is now. It's just like it's like a dream. So it's um Yeah. All right, now let's talk about let's talk about um, this year. Um, you know, you had you know you were a, a part of the inaugural season of the CDL. Um, you know, you're you're a part of the Minnesota Rocker. Do, do I say that name right, Rocker? Yeah. Or is it, or is it Ro- Roker? Rocker. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. So how how did that that team was you assault Asim, uh, Godrex and Alex was it? Yes. Yeah. Um. How did that team how did that team come together? Because I remember when you guys when you guys were announced. I'm I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. I was like, they announced who was the last one they announced? Was it a seam or was it yeah, I think so. Yeah. So they announced you guys, and I'm just like, all right. And I'm like, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I ain't gonna bullshit. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. Like this team seems good. They seem they seem like, you know, they're missing a piece or so. And then you guys added a seam. And it to me that was like, all right, now they got their young, their young gun, right? Like now, now, now they could possibly do something and watching you guys play, especially in the beginning of the year when you guys were like, and at one point I would say you guys were top three team in the entire game, right? Before all the bullshit with the, you know, COVID and switching online and the meta changes, you guys were here. I'm gonna give you a comparison. You guys were like the team, like, I don't know if you ever play back, if you play basketball or not, but if you ever play basketball at the YMCA, that, you know, especially in 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 the summertime, all the you know all the local you know high school kids will come and play, and they'll just run the court. And then all of a sudden, some fucking older like some older like old school guys will come in who do nothing. They don't do nothing flashy. They're just they just do fundamentals, and they they just mop the floor with everybody. That's who you guys were to me. You guys, the way you guys played was just real fundamental Call of Duty, right? Nothing. No one was going off. It was like everyone was doing their part. Um, you guys, you know, would hold lanes properly as far as your strats were on point. Um, how did that team like really come together? Like who, who was like, were you the one who, who kind of put it all together or was it like kind of a, a team of three that came together and then another guy came Like how, how did that whole team come together? Um, so me, me, Goddard and Assault basically went to Rocker as like a, we kind of went as like a three pack because, uh, yeah. Goddard was kind of like under the radar, even though he had a really good black ops four year. Yeah. And then after we got us three, we were kind of just weighing our options on who the best submachine gun players we can get were. And yeah. we decided on uh, Alex and Asim. All right. So when, yeah, when you guys, when you guys got together, like I said, the majority of the, if, I don't know if you looked into the comments, but the majority of the people were like, oh, not, not enough firepower. Not, you know, just kind of, kind of, kind of talking down on you guys. And uh, you you had said in in on one of the um, social media posts, like one of the videos, you're just like this is a group of guys that were kind of like people don't like people kind of just like put us to the side is like whatever you know what I mean. You guys, you're pretty much said like you we're coming together to show you guys what we're actually worth. You know what I mean? Is did you guys kind of have a chip on your shoulder going into that season? Um, we definitely had a lot to prove. It kind of yeah. sucks that we went from being like an extremely good land team to taking obviously a huge hit switching back to online. And obviously a lot of teams got better with online switch, which is yeah. also unfortunate for us. But, uh, 
Yeah, I feel like, you know, we went out there and did what we needed to do on land. Um, I feel like we would have won, you know, one or two events if we would have stayed on land, but it's kind of unfortunate how it played out. Now, like, like you just said about the, the switch to um, online, in, yeah, and on land, you guys were, in my opinion, were one of the top three teams. Um, and, I, and I think you guys were going back and forth with being the second best team. When you guys beat FaZe, this is when you, you guys beat FaZe when they were like the scariest fucking team. Like they were just cracked out, flying all over the map. And, and you guys just, you guys made it look easy, right? That to me was like, all right, this team is like, because you guys were winning, but you know, you hadn't, you hadn't, you hadn't played, you know, or you hadn't beaten one of those top tier, you know, as far as like the one or two teams. So you guys took out FaZe. After that, were you like, all right, we can we can actually do something like we can we're we're one of the top guys like what how did that feel after you guys beat them um we we kind of felt like we should have beat phase at the atlanta tournament we kind of choked that series we yeah. ended up getting reverse swept so it was literally like our huge goal at the next event just to beat phase so it felt awesome when we finally did it yeah so and that, and that was uh was that your was that, when you guys beat them was that the launch weekend um, we beat them when we beat FaZe. That was LA. LA, LA, LA. That was the. Which one was the last? The last land. Was it the last land? Was, LA, was it, it LA? was LA. Yeah, it was LA. LA. LA okay. Yep. So you guys came in second. Yeah. So so launch. See, let me see. Launch weekend first. You guys won your opening. That was huge for the Oregon general. I was <laughs> so happy for you guys to win that. And then Atlanta, you guys top top four. And then LA second. So yeah. Um, so at that time, you guys are riding high. Everything's going good. COVID hadn't hit yet. Um, you know, you guys mentally are like, all right, this is, we're going to be one of the top teams the entire year. We'll make a run. And then COVID hit, right? Everyone was forced to go online. Um, obviously, we're, you know, if you're, if you're involved in Call of Duty, you know it's, it's most of the time it's damn near two different games, right? Um, the transition from online and land is just like that's the whole point of having land events. That's the truest, the truest skill comes out on land event, right? There's nothing, there's no buffer, there's no bullshit in between as far as connection issues, location, servers. Um, when it when it went to online, did you all did you right away know okay, this is gonna be a problem, or were you guys still confident going online? Um, we, we were definitely confident going online in the first place. Cause I, I believe the event after LA, we got second place. Yeah. Dallas. Um, yeah. after, after that, we started seeing like, you know, a little bit of connection issues or, you know, we had people that were at home and some like in Minnesota, uh, we had some connection issues. We had some people, you know, on our team that kind of just like, didn't like the whole online thing, which, you know, I can, I can agree with, cause I don't want to play online for tournaments either. Um, and then we went through like obviously like a big dry spell. Yeah, yeah. That's when as after that you guys you know, and then between time there was a couple like questionable patches and the meta changed, and um, there were yeah there were things that this kind of as far as for you guys just it puts you guys in in a position that I mean it's it's, it's kind of like this is the way shit goes, but it was unfortunate because um, it's not like you guys fucking went to shit, but. You know, you guys knew you guys were a better team than what you guys were placing. Um, at, at any point, were you were you guys just like? Because did you guys make any? You guys didn't. You guys didn't make any like roster changes, did you? No, like, we we put Exceed in for the last uh, for the champs. Last, yeah, for Gonorex, yeah. right? Yeah. 
So that so really that was the only thing you guys did. That was towards the end of the year. What was really the reason? I know you guys you've probably talked to us, but for the listeners who don't know, what was the main reason for that switch? Because God God RX was, you know, he's he's well known as one of the top players, slayers especially. Um, what was really the main reason behind that? Um, we we were just kind of uh, kind of slow. The best way I can put it is it kind of felt like we had uh, two main ARs on our team. Yeah, a lot of the time, like him and Adam, kind of seem like they're both just like stationary, like ARs, like playing super slow. So it was literally just like the three subs running around, and then our two ARs just like sitting back. So it kind of messed up our flow and hard point a lot. Yeah, yeah, and um, and exceed for people who don't know. I mean, he took he took a lot of flack, you know, replacing a guy like Godrx, a, a known player like Godrx, exceed coming in, you know, being one of the, you know, top young guys. Um, very few people really knew who you know who he was as far as the casual fan. So he took a lot of flack for for being that guy. And I know it was a, I know it was a big, um, it was a lot. I'm sure it was a lot of pressure for a young guy like that to have to come in, especially towards the end of the year, um, have to come in and, and and kind of you know take that take over that spot from a, a person like Godarex. How how do you think he did? Do you think he he um you know he performed the way he wanted to perform, or do you think? He just maybe you know, a couple, a couple more, a little bit of more time to practice, you guys, and he probably would have did better. Um, if we had more time to practice, I definitely think he could have done a little bit better. Um, we, he honestly didn't play bad at all. We just were just making some stupid, stupid plays that kind of cost us maps, which is you know the story of the last few months of the game. Yeah. Just uh, we have a bunch of rules that we follow, like things we shouldn't do, and it, we literally broke like ten of those rules in each of our series for whatever reason. So. Why we yeah. end up losing at champs? Yeah, it's um. So like, as far as a team, like you just said, you guys had rules. What what were some of, like? Were were you guys a team that could like, you know, if something if, th- if something was going bad, were you guys a team that could you know in game fix those problems and try to you know come back, or were you guys one of those teams that is all momentum? If you start off slow, then it's going to be a rough day. Or were you guys one of those teams that had to had to start fast? And, and, t- and use that momentum all throughout the series. What kind of team were you guys as far as like the game? Like, how, how did you guys prefer to start? Um, we definitely, our win rate was definitely a lot better when we started off hot in yeah. game. Um, we can obviously correct issues like later, like later in the map, but it's always better to just start off on, you know, on the right foot and not yeah. go down by 100 points, which happened to us quite a bit as well. Yeah, especially in MW. That's, that's, you get behind, it's tough just because the game was, I mean, I'm not gonna get you fined or anything, but the game is just ass. So it's like, it's it's super. It was one of those games where it's super hard. When you're down, you're down. It's it's good luck trying to get back. But um, yeah, I you know I, that's one thing I noticed throughout the year. A lot of teams, very few teams had that ability to be able to you know, especially with you know with MW, to be able to like actually bring it back after being down. You know, uh, you know being down a lot like. The old, the other Call of Duties. That was one of the the beauty, beauty, beautiful things about the you know Call of Duty esports is like the the momentum changes, going back and forth, going back and forth. MW is just like you could tell right away who was going to win the series, like just off of, especially online. It just, in my opinion, the game was just wasn't good. But um, yeah. Now let's talk about the uh, uh, the Minnesota ro- uh, Rocker. How how was that? How was it playing for that organization? Like, like how how were they towards you guys? Um. Minnesota's probably like the the best org I've ever been on. They yeah. they definitely take the number one spot. Um, they treated us great. You know, we had a 
awesome facility right off the bat. Um, they took really good care of us out there. So yeah, I think I can speak for everyone that we really enjoyed our time out there. Was was that facility one hundred percent done, or were they still building when you guys? Were oh, there? it was it was done. Like I, I moved there, I think in like the first week of January, and it was literally done like the next week. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. pretty pretty much immediately. Yeah, that yeah, Minnesota. They they're doing it right over there. As far as like, you know, it's 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 it's, it's exactly like the way it's it's you know being in Minneapolis, they face similar things that other that other Midwest sports teams in general um have to face and that's you know getting players to want to come come to the you know to to this to this cold to this midwest atmosphere which is it's 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 different man the winter winter times around here are you know i'm from wisconsin which is damn it's what we're like i'm like four 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 and a half hours away from um from uh the uh, minnesota um from minneapolis it's the weather is just like it's unforgiving so you coming from you know uh, um, the west coast las vegas how was that like was that a huge culture shock or like had you felt that before or how was that um definitely coming from vegas to minnesota in the winter is definitely a huge difference i mean the coldest weather before that i've ever been in was like i don't know maybe zero degrees when i was in montreal one time so <laughs> going from that and then seeing like negative 20 is definitely a huge huge change for me yeah that's that's uh that's a you know like I said, that's that's a thing that every every sports organization in the Midwest has to like. That's a, that's a huge battle trying to re- even the you know the college teams as well trying to recruit players to come to this atmosphere. It's just like the one thing we have though is we have passionate fans in in every sport. Every, you know Minnesota fans, Wisconsin fans, Michigan fans, Ohio fans. Everyone's real passionate about their about their teams. How are the how are the fans over there in in, in Minneapolis? How they treat you guys? I mean, the fans are awesome. You know, I, I have I have some friends uh, that were fans of the team that, uh, like, I actually like made friends with and hung out with and stuff. And everybody's always super supportive, even super supportive of like just in like my stream and you know on Twitter. So I I really appreciate that too. And you're you're right about the Midwest fans. They definitely love their sports and uh, esports. Yeah, bro. That's the only thing to keep us warm in the wintertime. Shit. Um, so. Now, now you're you're in a situation. You know the season's over. Um, we'll talk about champs a little bit. You guys ended up placing what top ten? Uh, yeah, we got top ten. Obviously, that wasn't you know that's not what I'm sure you know. You guys know that you're a better team than that. Um, with champs being online, it obviously felt different, right? It didn't feel the same. Uh, yeah, not at all. If it was if it was on land, I definitely don't think we would have got top ten. But you know. Yeah really knows yeah so i think you know it's it's crazy because it's like when teams after teams were eliminated from you know in champs it's like it's like yeah you lost but did you lose you don't have to play modern warfare anymore bro (laughs) you know what i mean like it's almost like it was literally like a fucking it was like you guys were you guys were like it's like a band-aid like you just finally just tore it off like it's done with enough like no more um how excited are you for cold war um i mean um, the thing I'm most excited about for Cold War is how supportive the developers seem on oh, Twitter about the be- game and their fixes beautiful. and stuff. It's beautiful. So it's that's, beautiful. That's what I'm really excited about. They've literally they've already done more without the game even being out. They've already done more than the entire fucking inf- IW team did. I, it's it's yeah. I'm I'm keeping up with everything that the, the Treyarch people are doing, and I just I like you said I love how engaged they are with the community. Um, 
they're you know even down to like the the shit that I saw today with with uh, the flinch down to the you know giving more information on how score streaks are gonna work. Um, you know, it just looks it looks like we're we're and and it, it's it's funny because we sound like a broken record. We say it every year, dude. This game is, looks tight. This might be the one that brings us back to the glory days. This one looks like it might be it. Like everyone that's played it, that that's talked about it, they've all said this is this this game's gonna it's gonna be a crazy year. You know what I mean? A good year. Um, you have you have you got to play it at all yet? I actually haven't played it yet. I've watched. I've obviously watched a bit of gameplay, but no, I wasn't one of the ones that got to play it. Um, really excited to play it when I get to or when I do get to play it. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. So um um when uh. Hold on a minute. My bad. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so Cold War's coming out now. Now you're you're at a point like, and I told you this off air. I, I don't want to. I'm not going to ask you where you're going and this and that. But how how's the how's this situ how's the situation as far as like you're a free agent now. You're you're trying to go through the process of of you know of you know getting on to your next you know your next team. Um, how's that process been? Has it been? Is it more? Is it you know? Is it more like? Are you are you more nervous about it, you know, or, or as far as like compared to last year when you know when you got on to Minnesota, like on Minnesota, how how is that whole transition going going back to free agent? Um, obviously, with us like finishing tenth at champs and you know the jobs getting cut down twenty <laughs> percent, yeah. it's obviously stressful. Yeah. Um, especially you know for because most of the teams, you got to think of it like this: like when the season ends. 60 to 70% of these teams are already going to be formed how they want them to be formed. Like everybody's already going to know who they want to play with. Like they're, yeah. you know, some teams are, are going to retain three people out of the four. So it, you know, it makes the spots really, you know, hard to get into. So it's yeah. definitely a bit more stressful than it was last year. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, and like I said, you're, you're at the point, this is your career, right? Like this is, this is what you do. So like, People, a lot of people don't understand. Everyone's excited about challengers. Oh, challengers are going to be awesome. It's like, yeah, it's going to be awesome for you guys who've been in challengers. It's not going to be awesome for the guys who, you know, are used to living their lives being professional players and going to be forced to go down challengers. Like, they're used to having a certain income coming in, right? People got houses, people got car payments, insurance, health insurance. It's going to be, it's going to be challenging for a lot of those guys who, you know, were used to those amenities that huge organizations were offering and they were getting. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because obviously a huge, there's going to be a huge amount of, 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 four, of pro players who are going to be down in the challengers. Now let's say, and I'm not, I'm not saying anything out of, let's say you become one of those players. Are you, will, are you, are you willing to compete in challengers or are you, would you rather just, you know what, let me sit back, let me stream, let me, you know, let, let me try to get some shit going for the next, you know, as far as the next free agency period, would that would, would that be a plan of yours? As far as like, are you willing to play in challengers? Um, ideally, I, I would not like to play in challengers. I don't, I don't think there's any reason I personally should be there at any point in time. Um, you know, because the the last the last two forty four games, I was nasty at. I was you know one of the best people on my team, Black Ops Four, and I I don't feel like people's stocks should be completely gauged off of you know five v five online NW. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, if if I wasn't challengers this year, I I might I might play, but it's definitely you know it, it would have been a, like a hit to my ego to have to 
go backwards, you know, because it's kind of just like most people are trying to climb out of challengers and then get in the pro scene. Like going going backwards, like is tough. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell um, I you know I've had you know conversations and behind the scenes with other other people as far as the challengers. It's like everyone, like I said, everyone's excited about all the pros. I'm like, if I were a pro player, like legit, if I was one of the people that was in the league, I wouldn't jump right off the bat to get into challengers. Man, not, not even nothing to do with ego. More of just, I'm I'm a brand. I'm a you know I got to protect, especially wherever my stock is at. In my opinion, if you're a pro player and you go down the challengers and you don't win, like it, it, it in my opinion, it, it could it could affect your stock in in a way you don't want it to. So why even why even fuck around with it? You know what I mean? Just just leave it alone. Um, you know if you if you want to play an event or two, whatever. But, um. You definitely see on Twitter a couple, you know, pro players like, "Well, I'm going to play in challengers this year." Then it's like, bro, like, you know, you really have to, th- you have to think about that because it's like, is the risk of 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 dropping your stuff, having of having a bad event, which is more like, in my opinion, it's probably going to be online. Is the risk of having a bad event online, you know, the risk of of that messing up your stock and and possibly ruining any other chance you had of you know, finding a team or, or taking a sub spot, is it worth it? In my opinion, it's not. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see for you. I'm pretty positive. You, you know, you're, you know, you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be, you'll be in the league. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird time. Um, when they, when they put it to four V four, did you know ahead of time? Like, did you know, or was that a shock to you as well? Um, there was, there was definitely talks of it. Um, some players had known already and they're kind of passing it down. Um, I think, I think from a company standpoint, there was absolutely zero reason for them to make it 4v4 this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I think making it 4v4 without an expansion is a slap in the face to a lot of their players. And it kind of shows that how tone deaf they are in terms of how society is right now. And, you know, it's not, it's not like they know, but as far, you know, as far as I know, there could be. There could be five players whose families lost their jobs during this or aren't working at all and were relying solely on like a CDL player's income and they're just you know they could have got their job cut or something. I f- I feel like in the first place the CDL it should have been 4v4 mm-hmm. or next year when they expand they should make it 4v4. I feel like this year should not have been an option for them to cut the spots down. It should have been before or it should have been the next year. Yeah. You know? Um do you now this is all opinion based this is what we think we don't know um so do you think they they knew before do you think they knew before covid that they were going to drop it to four before uh i don't think so i think any kind of a vote that they had probably would have been way after that um Mm. and basically what from my understanding, it was like, oh, well, the players wanted 44. Like, yeah, maybe we've said we wanted 44 before, but like but based on the now. circumstances, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's common sense to not, you know, cut that many jobs. Like, yeah, yeah. When when it went when it went to 4v4, like, I knew right away. I'm I'm thinking of like the organization's point of view, right? This year, obviously, no one no one saw the whole pandemic thing coming. No one's seen that. Um, you know, a lot of these organizations paying, you know, these huge franchise fees, 25, 35, for whatever millions it was, you know, they obviously, they have a plan, right? That their, their return of investment plan is whatever many years, five years, COVID just, they just, you know, it just, it just made those plans even longer. You know what I mean? So I think in my opinion is like, all right, this shit, this COVID shit started, we're losing money, right? Because they are losing money, right? 
a lot of, a lot of these organizations, in my opinion, dropped the ball as far as like it's like they didn't really they didn't do nothing for content, right? They didn't they didn't really the merch wasn't anything crazy. So the return of investment was way slower than what they expected because of the pandemic. Um obviously I would say the majority of them are are, you know, they're banking on ticket sales, you know, revenue from the, you know, from the actual LAN events. So the LAN events being canceled, it's just like, oh shit. You know, now now we're like, you know, we got we gotta figure something out to cut these costs, right? So I think in my opinion it was it was uh it was a cheap way to to cut costs. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, like you said, it's like they didn't really think about the players who, like, yo, this is this is this is affecting everybody, not just you guys, right? Like, yeah, like you can't, you have to have, you have to show, you have, you know, you have to show a little heart to the people who, you know, whose, you know, families are, like, like you said, are could be depending on that salary from that player, could be depending on, you know, the. That player could be depending on insurance as far as you guys were getting health insurance, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it just you know, you guys are you guys are normal workers, right? And doesn't matter what you do, playing video games, whatever, you're normal working working people. So for it's like you're cutting costs on us on something and you're like justifying it by saying, Oh, the game's gonna be way better because it's four v four. You know what I mean? No, and, that's not it's not what it is, you know. And you know, they think of this from like a traditional job standpoint. Imagine if a company laid off twenty percent of their employees. Like oh. how, many, how many people down the line that could affect? You oh, know, it just yeah, it affects everybody, kids, everybody. Like it's just like yeah, it's a, it's an unfortunate thing. Um, yeah, and it is kind of it's kind of you know sucks to see like oh it's you know it's gonna we've all won four before yeah we've all won in forty four but not right now not when not 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 like. It's not. It's not good to to sacrifice people's well beings and jobs for, you know, for this. You know, and it's not like one more year wouldn't have hurt. It wouldn't have hurt. Like there's no way. So yeah, it's un, it's unfortunate that it's it's come to that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens as far as you know going forward. Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that I. I what do you think? When do you think we'll go back to land? What What is your opinion on that? Um. Ideally, this year, I would hope that, you know, since this year, like, we were already going to try and try, you know, have, like, a, a isolated champ somewhere. Yeah. I, I think that the actual bubble idea is a little too expensive to implement for them, probably. But, you know, something something similar, maybe not as not as perfect as the NBA bubble or anything. But, uh, you know, honestly, having a champs where we all, you know, fly private, um, have very minimal staff there. Um, maybe just coaches and just players and then just yeah. like broadcast team separate from us, keep all the players separate, you know. Yeah. Keep us in a hotel for a week, make sure we're not sick. I, I would I would like to see our big tournaments this year be on land, if any. Mm. Kind of uh at least not have, you know, these three hundred plus thousand dollar first place prizes online. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My opinion and people some people think I'm I'm dumb for saying this, but I think I don't see us going back to land. Until the end of end the end of the Cold War, like if we can get two maybe in and champs two land events and champs at the end of the year, that's to me is more re- is realistic because it's just like what what exactly like what's the overall plan like are, are we waiting for the COVID numbers to go down because I mean that doesn't look like it's gonna happen anytime soon right um, are we waiting for a vaccine? That doesn't look like it's gonna happen anytime soon. Um, it's like really what what's the overall plan? I think the best thing they could do is just do like we said 
the whole like similar to what the NBA did with the bubble. Um, and that's really that's more of just to just to 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 keep the integrity of the actual competitors as far as playing on land, right? Um, having something where you know a small a small a small area like where it's only players, no fans, no nothing, just only players, right? Um, kind of like you know you know how at the the last year of MLG where I was like this week this amount of teams play and next week this amount of, you know what I mean that type of thing. So I could something like that to me could work, but it's just like you know what I mean. Are are the orgs who are already who are already behind in the return of investment? Are they willing to 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 pay for that? You know what I mean. To pay more money to you know what I mean to to get their players to to play on land, or are they just going to be like you know what? Let's we're done wasting money. It's, we don't want to do another year of not making any money. Let's just do it online again, and we'll we'll try to figure something out. You know what I mean? Um. So. It's it's crazy to think about with with the homesteads. I, I obviously I don't know the numbers for sure, but yeah. based on the homesteads and the you know the amount of people that were at all of them, I'm sure their orgs are losing way more money on those compared to what they would be losing on flying their whole team private. Um, I feel like that's a way easier thing to do other than hosting these giant like stadium style events, which yeah. I, I assume they're they're saving money not hosting those at the moment. Yeah, but but you know, and there's also there's also going to be orgs that are pretty much going to be like, oh well, you know, what happens if my player gets sick and then I get the backlash from it? So you know, I'm sure once again they'll hold, they'll probably hold like, they'll probably have like a voting system, or they'll see how many teams want and how many teams don't, and like, is the risk worth the reward, reward for most yeah. of the teams probably not they're, they're yeah. like oh well if my players get sick then i look like an asshole and then yeah i'm the one who sent my players to go get sick in another state and now they have to stay wherever they're at you know yeah so yeah that's that's yeah i completely agree with that and i tell i tell all the challengers listen the best thing you can do this off season invest in a good gaming chair and invest in a good router because <laughs> you motherfuckers are not going to that land i can promise you that all right, we're, you guys are going to be playing online. Just get that through your heads. The pros that, that they're the ones who have a chance of playing online. Amateurs not happening, and and it's it's nothing against it's nothing against the, the amateurs. It's just like yo, the CDL has to worry about their their people. You know what I mean? Like we can't worry about like especially right now. Like you know, obviously they care about the you know the, the challenger scene, but as far as land event, they got to learn. They got to get get the pros taken care of before they can even think of. The challengers right so yep. yeah it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy um where uh where where all that shit goes all right so let me ask you another question as far as who was your favorite teammate this year um favorite teammate this year um i don't know i i i liked everyone on my team pretty much um i don't think there's any personality clash or anything yeah, I, I would have to go with assault because, like, I always play the assault. It's like my safe bet. But um, you know, the ACM, Alex, and Goderex are all good teammates too. Yeah, no complaints um, all around. Now, now let's let me, let me ask you another question. the The big trend right now is these these uh these teams getting you know a couple veterans and a couple couple young guns, couple young up and coming you know guys. Who in the who in, who in the as far as up and comers as far as like. Whether in the challengers or they're already in the league, who and what upper comer would you like to play with like one day eventually? Um, I'm trying to think of the best, the best, the best ones, the best three I can think of right now that would be on my radar would probably be like uh, Standy, Sib, and Nero. 
Nero my, be my top three. Yeah, yeah, that's. Hey, I I, I predicted Standy and Sib to maybe be in the league, so hopefully they can find a spot with somebody. Um, yeah, those guys, the, all all those guys to me have pretty pretty bright futures in in COD. Um, what would your what would your advice be to like somebody? Somebody not in their position, but somebody like who's literally it's their 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 they just found out what GBs are. They they wanna they wanna um get better at at you know at competing. What what was something that you did that you think a player could you know benefit from to to get to this level? Um stream so people can watch you play. Um play in every, you know, online tournament, 1K tournament, challengers cup that you can. Um, if you excel above your teammates or if you just fry, you'll definitely get noticed, especially if you stream. Streaming is a good, like, you know, if somebody comes across your stream, like a player or something, and sees that you're frying like that, maybe they just make a mental note of your name and they see you later frying, and it's just kind of a good way to work yourself up the ladder. Yeah, that, that's facts, 100% facts. I found, I, found a kid, I found a kid this year. He's literally four, he's 14, 15 years old. I found him... Um, I was in somebody's stream and they were playing with him and this kid was just, just frying. I'm like, well, who is that? It's like, Oh, he's 14 or 15 or something. I'm like, no, nah. and I'm like, seriously, how old is he? And he's like, Oh, he's 14, 15. I'm like there's no way. So I follow him on Twitter. He's got like 200 followers. I'm like, bro, how old are you? And he's like, he said, he's like, Oh, I'm 15. I'm like, I'm like, listen, I promise you, if you, if you stay with this, you're, you're, you'll be some, you'll be something. That's, that's how I found him just off of, Someone was streaming and he was in there. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, definitely if you're if you're an up and coming player, or you want to be an up and coming player, definitely listen to that advice. It won't hurt you at all. It'll benefit you in in ways you can't even imagine. Um, so, when when is the uh, official like um, when when do teams have to have like players signed? Is that is it on the fourteenth? I think. Um, I think yeah, I think players have to be signed by tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. That sounds right. By tomorrow, so. So if 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 there's any info coming out from you, it should be coming out pretty soon. Um, I think I think any teams that are making any kind of announcement probably have to get their players out there for some kind of media first, um, unless they just do like a dry announcement, which is kind of lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you on that. All right, man. Well, bro, I appreciate you coming on here. Um, um, you know. I hope that everything works out for you. I hope that uh well I'm sure everything's gonna work out for you. You're you're a pretty smart guy and you you know you 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 did everything this year that you're supposed to do. Obviously, you can't you can't you can't help that it went online and you know things turned out the way they turned out. Um you were supposed to get married yesterday, was it? <laughs> yeah, our, our date was yesterday. Oh uh, bro, wait, did you guys did you guys have everything set up or like, did you guys get your uh, money back or how, how was that? So, so basically we, we had everything like done. Our, our original list of people is like 120 and we're going to have to inv- uninvite like 40 people. Oh, On bro. Top of that, we had to wear masks for our ceremony. So I was like, man, I don't, I don't even want to do this anymore. So yeah. we, we had to push back a full year, but I, my money just stays there and I just get to pick a new date next year. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Was your was your girl just just crushed by that or what? Yeah, she, yeah, she's been she's been a little upset, but you know, it'll yeah. it'll be better next year. We we probably would have hated it if we got married this year anyway. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's better it's, honeymoon too. Exactly, it's better just just hold off. It's like, yo, we're we're getting married. That means that we're mentally supposed to be together for the rest of our lives. So it's, it shouldn't change in a year, right? Right? It should yeah. change. It yeah, should it shouldn't. Change. So, so we're gonna be straight. Yeah, that's uh. 
that's that's one that's one thing that um that I feel bad like a lot of people my my wife's my wife's cousin was got married last weekend and we just we just couldn't go we just had a newborn it's just like bro we can't like it's just we gotta wear a mask and like there's no point I don't want to go to a wedding where I gotta wear a mask you know I'm trying to get you know what I mean I'm trying to get get it in like I can't be doing that shit yeah oh so, yeah yeah definitely yeah. wearing a mask there yeah exactly where's you guys are you guys supposed to get married in married in Vegas yeah. An yeah. actual? Are you guys, you guys doing an actual wedding, or is it going to be some going to wherever? Oh no, it's a, it's an actual like a big wedding at a one of the casinos out here. Oh, nice, bro, nice. Yeah. Well, I hope I uh, hope that works out for next year and this shit goes away, so we can get so we can get back to Call of Duty and, and people can get married like normal people. Yep. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. I know the listeners appreciate you coming on, and uh, you know, God bless, and I hope everything works out. Listen, uh, by the way, guys, if you're listening. Um, I'm doing a giveaway for uh, Cold War, the um, Ultimate Edition. Go on my Twitter. Most of you motherfuckers c- come from Twitter. So go on my Twitter, look at the pinned tweet, and, and follow those directions. And, uh, yeah, so, Justin, silly, appreciate you, bro. Thank you. God bless, and I hope everything works out, man. Sweet. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. All right, bro. Appreciate you. I'll talk to you later. Later. later.